Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come, Silver. Let's go, because I'm Silver. When the Lone Ranger and Tonto reached the Bar G range, the cattle were moving around restlessly. But the shooting which had brought them racing from their camp had stopped. Doesn't seem to be anything wrong, Tonto. Well, we hear plenty shots. Yes, it sounded like a fight. It may have been up at the ranch. Ah. I I don't see any night riders. Well, storm comes soon. Cattle not like it. It's funny them not have riders out. Oh, wait a minute. There's one. Riding toward the ranch. Ah. And Kimasabi did not hold reins. No, he's hanging on to the pommel of his saddle. He's been hurt. Come on, Silver. Come on, stop. Came back to finish me off, huh? Well, we're friends. Friends? We're in a mess. We want to help you. Oh, oh, oh. I know, I've got him. Take him on silver. There. You lead his horse. Ah. 
we go to ranch? We'll have to. Come on, Silver. Not as from the ranch house and the bunkhouse. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. Uh, that's right. I'll hand him down to you. Uh, that's good. Yeah, uh, got him now. Steady, easy now. All right, I'll carry him now. Uh, Ready with your guns. They won't understand my mask. There has been a fight here. All the windows in front are broken. Go on, Toto. Knock. Bullet hit the door. Yes. Yes. And you not make no... Well, masked and an Indian too. Uh, we're not outlaws. A likely story. Whether you believe it or not, this man must be taken care of right away. Stand aside. Why, it's Billy Coleman. One of your cow hands? No, not mine. Hank Gordon. Then you don't own this ranch. No. My name's Stanford. My spread's to the south. I'll put him down here, Tonto. There. You'll probably find everything you need out in the kitchen. Water, cloth for a bandage. Ah, no. Uh, so you got me covered now. Just so that you won't interfere. Now, tell me, what's been going on here? You ought to know. No, we were miles away when we heard the shooting. What was it, a raid? Uh, outlaws? Rustlers? Yeah. I didn't get here myself until it was all over. But there's no doubt who it was. McCracken and his gang. Shot up this place for half an hour. There's no telling how many cows they drove off. Well, uh, this man can tell us. If he lives. Oh, I I think he will. Tell me, uh, who was here during the fight? Gordon and his wife, and a stranger that was staying the night. Oh? Where are they now? In Hank's bedroom. Hank was hit. Yes, sir. What about the bunkhouse? They got three or four of the boys. Killed? Wounded, anyway. Meg sent me over there, but I came right back to help with Hank. That came with Sammy. Yes, Somebody come out of the other room. Did you get everything? Uh-huh. And me fix them. Well, so the gang has taken over. No, we're friends. We uh, brought this cow hand in. You can see he's uh, been wounded. If you're not an outlaw, what's the reason for the mask and the gun? The gun's to prevent any misunderstanding. Uh, you can put yours on the table. Thank you. Who are you? Walter Keene. He's the stranger I told you about. A tin horn gambler. A gambler, perhaps, but not a tin horn, Mr. Stanford. You couldn't be good and look so down at the heel. I never use my uh, skill unless I'm playing with crooks. Lately, I've met nothing but honest men. And bad luck. I've got a hunch those rustlers sent you here. Yeah, you're mistaken. Yeah, well, I think if you... If you think I'm lying... Insist on it, and you'll take the consequences. So you're a gunman, too, huh? When I'm forced to be, Mr. Stanford. Well, right now, I'm the only one who happens to have a gun. We'll remedy that right away. See, there's been enough gunplay around here tonight. I suppose you also carry a Derringer King. Drop that on the table, too. (laughs) If you say so. Better come to Kimosabe. Good. Perhaps we'll find out what happened out on the range. How are you feeling, Billy? Uh, hello, Mr. Stanford. They, they got Shorty and a hundred head. Which way did they go? To the hills. Sure. And try to follow them after they get into those canyons. They're driving cattle. They'll have to leave a trail. Not on rock. If 
Rain now, King Solomon. Uh, no use. He's telling the truth. This isn't the first time McCracken has raided a ranch and driven off the cattle. You'll never find him. You can at least try. We have lots of times. Besides, there's only about ten men left here. McCracken must have twice that number. What's the matter with the men on your ranch and all the other ranches in the district? Why don't you get together? You've got to find McCracken before you can catch him. You can't expect men to ride into an ambush. Did you say men, Stanford? Oh, Mrs. Gordon... Don't tell me you got one of the gang. Uh, no. He... Now, now I can see. He's got you. Believe me, Mrs. Gordon, our only interest in coming here was to take care of this boy's wound. Billy. Uh, I'm all right, Miss Gordon. But Shorty... Dead? Yeah. He didn't have a chance. Oh. How long are we going to stand for it? How long before we go after those killers and bring them to justice? We can. Can? What's to stop us? Those canyons. If there were a man among the lot of you, he'd find out where McCracken's hideout is. Then he'd force every rancher and cowhand in the district to follow him back there. He'd put an end to this curse. But, Meg, What's we... the matter with you, Stanford? Well, I... You don't have to tell me. You're a coward. You're all scared of McCracken. Maybe it's up to a woman. Maybe it's up to me to smoke those polecats out of the hills. No, Mrs. Gordon. Todd and I will start looking for McCracken's hideout tonight. You? You're a stranger here. And you wear a mask. You're an outlaw, even if you don't belong to McCracken's gang. No, Mrs. Gordon. No, he can be trusted. I've just had a look at his horse outside. What's his horse got to do with it? He's Snow White. The grandest animal I've ever seen. Would... You mind showing us one of the bullets from your gun, mister? I have one here in my belt. Silver. A silver bullet and a snow-white horse. If you mean... The Indian's name is Tonto. What does that mean to you? The Lone Ranger. Let's go, Tonto. No, no, wait. Yes? If you find out where McCracken is, I'll have every man in the district ready to follow you when you get back. You have your husband to take care of. No. No, you're wrong there. The only way I can help him now is to help you. He... Yes. Hank. Hank's gone. The rain lashed against the Lone Ranger and Tonto as they prepared to mount. Walter Keene was struggling into a slicker as he ran down the steps of the ranch house toward them. Mister, I'd like to go along with you. If there's any trail, Tonto will be able to follow it. There won't be any trail. And I had an idea as you were going out the door. Oh, what's that? I know the hills. I was raised in them. You made a guess as to which valley the rustlers are using? No, there are too many of them. But I can lead you to a river. A river bed, I should say. It must be dry this time of year, and as I remember it, it cuts through all those upland valleys. If we could follow that, it would save time. Yes, it certainly would. Uh, well, where's your horse? In the corral. I'll be ready to travel in five minutes. All right, go to it. And so it happened that Walter Keene rode with the Lone Ranger and Tonto into the hills and led them to the riverbed. It was dry except for the recent rainwater racing downstream, 
and they followed its course. At times, the banks rose 30 and 40 feet high on either side, sheer rock. For short stretches, they were low and grassy, where the mountain stream flowed through upland meadows. At each of these, they stopped, looking for a sign of cattle. It was dawn when they found the valley they were looking for. They urged their horses up the bank and dismounted in the shelter of a grove of trees. They could see the cattle through the slanting rain. Beyond two log buildings, one large and one small. This is it. Yes. Have you ever been here before? Once or twice. Looks from here as if the valley was surrounded by cliffs. It isn't. There's a break where I'm pointing canyon that leads all the way down to the plain. They must use that to drive the cattle up here. Right. Is the uh, canyon narrow? 20 or 30 feet. Easily guarded? Sure. I wonder how many men McCracken has. There were only about a dozen attacked the Gordon Ranch. Might have more. That bunkhouse over there was built for a good many. The easiest way to find out would be to ask him. Ask McCracken? What you do, King He probably lives in the smaller building. But what you do? I think I'll ask him if he's looking for recruits. He must have Then see you, then shoot. My mask is a good defense in such company, Toto. What if McCracken agrees to take you on? You wouldn't be able to get away. If I'm not back here in an hour, you two head for the Gordon Ranch. Lead posse here? Tonight. And you? I'll be here waiting for you. All right, easy, steady, big foot. Come on, Lone Ranger rode across the meadow and dismounted in front of the smaller of the two log buildings. But just as he was opening the door, another man was talking to the guard at the canyon entrance of the valley. And that man was Hiram Stanford. Well, Pete, a nice raid you pulled off last night. Yeah, over a hundred head of prime steers. Everybody sleeping it off? Yeah, most of them. Max up, though. You'll find him in his cabin. I'm not sure that he'll be glad to see me. He's expecting you. He won't be expecting my news. What's that? Anything wrong? It couldn't have followed us, not with this rain wiping out all the signs. No, but did you ever hear of a masked man they call the Lone Ranger? Yeah, I sure have. Well, he's somewhere around these hills. And if you ask me, that's too close for comfort. I've got to warn Mac about him. I've got to warn him right away. Come on, get up there. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. To continue, as the Lone Ranger opened the door of McCracken's cabin, the outlaw leader, who was working at a desk with his back to the door, yelled, How many times have I warned you, hombres, not to come in here without... He swung around and faced the Lone Ranger. Masked man. 
You're McCracken, aren't you? How'd you get in here? I walked in. I mean into the valley. I rode in. My horse is just outside. How'd you get past Pete? Is Pete your guard? I didn't see anyone. Fast asleep under the ledge, I'll bet I'll wring his <laughs> neck. You can't blame him for trying to keep dry. What do you want? I've heard about your operations. I'm interested. Yeah? Gotta hand it to you for nerve, anyway. You might have stopped a bullet when you came through that door. You couldn't very well have outdrawn me with your back turned. I could do that now. Would you like to try? Just keep talking. You say you're interested. Yes. Seems to me that you're well on your way to taking over this whole county. Maybe so. Maybe I won't stop there. If you don't, you'll need a lot of men. How many do you have now between 20 and 30? That's my business. Mine, too, since I'm applying for a job. Hey, just who are you? What difference do names make? Who sent you? Who told you where to find us? Who do you suppose? Stanford? Why, I must admit that I had a talk with him. He'll vouch for you. And you better ask him that yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be showing up before long. Just drop your gun belt on the table. I uh, might catch cold without my gun. Never mind the smart talk. You want to work for me, you do what I say without any question. But why should I give up my guns? You're not afraid, are you, Mac? Uh, afraid? <laughs> With all your men next door? By thunder, I order. To what? To gun whip you and teach you a lesson. I'm always willing to learn. Ready? Who's that outside? Could it be Pete? And if it is, he... Stanford! The masked man! You're both covered. I'm in Stanford. Don't raise your voice, Mac, or I'll have to shoot. Mac! Mac, this is the Lone Ranger. I came here to warn you about him. The Lone Ranger? I've warned you, Mac. Keep your voice down. You'll never get out of here alive. You're coming. You all right? Everything's under control, Tonto. Take their guns and tie their hands behind their backs. You saw Stanford come in here. I can use your help. We're going to take the two of them back with us. Why, all I have to do... All you have to do is open your mouth and you'll stop a bullet. Any sign of activity around the bunkhouse? No. Get a horse saddle for Mac. Right. Better gag them too, Tonto. How me do it? We'll leave the same way we came. Late that afternoon, the sheriff was pacing the floor of the Gordon living room while Meg sat at the window and watched the storm beating against the ranch house. Why don't you sit down and be comfortable, Sheriff? There's no sense to this. Thirty men waiting over there in the bunkhouse. For what? For nothing. I'm going to tell them all to go home. Why? Because we can't do anything tonight. Even if the masked man gets back, even if he's found the hideout, we can't ride in this storm. Great day there he is. Where? Look for yourself. And that's McCracken he's got with him. McCracken and... Stanford. With his hands tied behind his back. What do you make of that? It won't take long to find out. All right inside. Welcome back. Hello, Mr. Gordon. You're your first two prisoners, Sheriff. Get rid of the gags now, Tonto. Uh, me do it. McCracken, yes. But Stanford, you've made a mistake. There's no mistake. He and McCracken have been working together. Doggone, we should have guessed it, Sheriff. He never lost a head of cattle himself. Is your posse ready, Sheriff? You're asking us to ride in this storm? Yes, if you want to capture McCracken's men. With him a prisoner, it'll be nothing but a roundup from here on in. Oh, no, Mrs. Gordon, you're wrong there. Ten men can defend that canyon that leads to the valley against more than a hundred. Against a thousand. But there's another entrance. Ah, that river will be in flood by the time you get back. It will be, unless we hurry, Sheriff. And what are you waiting for? I'll guard these two. I'm ready. Then let's go. Ah. 
Goodbye. A few minutes later, Meg waved goodbye to the posse as they rode away from the ranch house. Then she returned to the living room where Stanford and McCracken were lying on the floor. Miss Gordon, I... I know what you think of me. You're a dirty killer, McCracken. Yeah. But now you got me dead to rights. And until I hang, I... I know you're not the kind of a woman who... Who makes a man suffer. What are you talking about? We've had a terrible hard ride. I'm dying of thirst. Can I have some water? Just a cup? A few drops? I ought to let... All right, I'll get it. Dying of thirst. What's the idea? Why'd you want to get her out of the way? A rope around my wrist. It's loose. <clears throat> now I'll get my ankles free. Good. You can set me free, too. Oh, no, there's no time for that. What are you going to do? Beat the posse to the valley. They'll be using the riverbed. It's faster by way of the canyon. I'll see you later, after we've wiped out every one of them. <laughs> As the posse raced down the riverbed, the rain stopped. The pounding hoofs echoed like gunshots between the walls of the gorge. But above them sounded the roar of the floodwaters, racing closer and closer to the hard-riding men. A break showed in the cliffs. The valley was just ahead. But as the men looked back, they could see a wall of water towering above them. The lives of 30 men hung in the balance. Tired horses were urged up and out of the stream bed. Rock gave way to grass, and then... Blood rushed by. Hungry waves broke at the very feet of the horses. But the Lone Ranger had turned his back on the conquered threat and faced the danger ahead. You see those lights over there, Sheriff? Yeah. That's the bunkhouse. We're surrounded, huh? First, give me half a dozen men to take care of the guards at the entrance of the valley. Half a dozen enough? It should be. They won't be expecting an attack from the valley. What about the rest of us? Just wait here until the shooting starts. That will bring the men from the bunkhouse out into the open. Your job will be simpler. Sounds good to me. Pick your men. All right. The old ranger picked Tonto, Keen, and three other cowboys to accompany him. They kept to the cover of the trees as they rode slowly to the far end of the valley. When they neared the canyon opening... Look. There are four men around campfire. Someone riding up to them. Hey, that's McCracken. Quiet. How did he ever escape? I'm afraid something has happened to Meg. We'll have to ride back there fast after we finish here. You shoot him, Kimasabi? No, Toto. He's riding on to the bunkhouse. Let him go. Our job is to take care of the guards. And any lookouts they've posted farther on, we may be able to do it without firing a shot. Easy, sir. We'll leave the horses here. Follow me. The Lone Ranger and his companions crept toward the campfire. Then, at a word from the masked man, no. they leaped on the guards, and in the space of a few seconds it disarmed them, but not before the guards had shouted the alarm. Watch out, Mac! Yeah. Oh. You won't make any more noise. He's made enough. Get on. The lookouts posted farther up the canyon opened fire. The Lone Ranger took their gun flashes as his target. How do you think you get both of them? Yes. See how badly they're hurt, Tonto. Huh? How to do that? What do we do now? Listen, the sheriff's closing in on the bunkhouse. If any of McCracken's men get away from him, they'll head this way. We'll have to stop them. All right, take cover. Right. Uh, 
As the outlaws poured from the bunkhouse at the other end of the valley, the sheriff's men tried to prevent them from reaching their horses. But at least a dozen were in the saddle and racing for the canyon before they could be cut off. The Lone Ranger and his companions heard the thunder of the horses' hoofs before they could see either horses or riders. Some of the outlaws pulled up and dismounted to fight from cover. Two of them rode on toward the opening of the canyon. The Lone Ranger dropped one of them from the saddle. The other one was McCracken. Realizing he had alerted his men too late, he was determined to save his own skin. As he raced into the opening of the canyon, he grabbed the horn of his saddle and leaned far over to the left to keep his mouth between himself and the Lone Ranger's fire. He heard a shot. The saddle horn shattered in his fingers. He lost his grip. His foot slipped from the stirrup. But he landed like a cat and began running down the dark canyon. He heard someone behind him. Someone overtaking him. He turned and fired blindly. The hammer hit on an empty chamber. His gun was empty. He scrambled up the rocky side of the canyon to a ledge. A moment later, the Lone Ranger was directly beneath him. He leaped. He landed on top of the Lone Ranger and knocked him to the ground. His arm was a vice around the Lone Ranger's neck, and he tightened it desperately. But strong fingers closed on his wrist, and inch by inch his arm was pried loose. Then McCracken pulled away and aimed a savage blow at the Lone Ranger's head with the butt of his gun. He only grazed it, and he leaped to his feet to escape the masked man. As the Lone Ranger started to rise, McCracken lashed out again with his gun. This time the masked man shifted his head a fraction, taking the blow on his shoulder. He countered with a terrific right to the jaw, and McCracken dropped to the ground. The Lone Ranger hoisted the unconscious outlaw over his shoulder and hurried back to the opening of the pass. You got him. Yes. Get a long ride. Now you'll have a long sleep. Watch out. They're getting closer. Over to the left. The gunfight continued for another ten minutes. Two of the cowboys were hit. A bullet grazed Walter Keene's shoulder. Still the pass was held. And when some of the sheriff's men closed in behind them, the outlaws lost all desire to escape. The roundup was complete. Half an hour later, with the wounded cared for and the outlaws' hands tied behind their backs, the posse started down the canyon trail with their prisoners. Walter Keene rode beside the sheriff. Keene, what do you aim to do with yourself now? I don't know. Mosey on, I guess. Back to the cafes and the cars. I don't think so. Tonight's changed my slant on a lot of things. You gave a good account of yourself. Thanks, Sheriff. I could use you as my chief deputy. What? You mean it? Absolutely. Then you've hired yourself a hand. Ah, you two make me sick. What's the matter with you, Pete? Both of your targets are big. If it wasn't for that owl who's working with you, your posse wouldn't have had a chance. <laughs> Listen to him. Owl who? You know who I mean. That masked hombre on the big white horse. Wait until you get to jail. Your boss will tell you just how much of an owl who he is. He rode in here and captured McCracken single-handed. He didn't let one of you varmints escape. There's only one like him in the West, and by now you should have guessed. He's the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Race Beamer. (laughs) 